Michael, I'm so excited to have you here. You and I have been online friends for a really long time. So I'm so excited for the whole Soul Fam to finally get to meet you. You are an amazing entrepreneur, a content creator, someone that is also showing up for the Latino community and reminding all of us that we can be our own bosses, right? <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we do, um, introduce yourself. My name is Michael Lemus, and I'm the founder and CEO of Reclaiming Your Happiness with Lemus LLC. Um, and that is my platform, but it's also my business. And that's where I run like my content creation from, my business, my coaching, um, and everything in between. But um, if folks are wondering, okay, well, what is Reclaiming Your Happiness with Lemus about? Um, it really stems from a place where way back when, meaning like six, seven years ago, I was in a space of anxiety, depression, panic attacks. Um, and on the surface, just to summarize real quick, on the surface, I looked really successful to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Like I had multiple degrees, I was chairing committees, presenting at conferences, climbing up the career ladder, and then also depressed when a lot of people just couldn't see that. And I finally broke down in my mid-20s, and that's what led me to go ahead and say out loud to the universe, in order to reclaim my happiness, I needed to make some changes. And that's where that stemmed from, and ever since then, it's just grown as a platform um, and now it's a business. Now it's this community and it's just what's allowed me to go ahead and connect to so many incredible badasses like you. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited for our conversation. Oh, yes. And I do want to highlight also, though, even the name that you chose for your business and what you do is reclaiming. Right. So reclaiming is a part of also what is already yours. Right. But retaking it from anything that has happened to us, whatever we're going through. And I think that that is something really powerful uh, to also just, you know, pull apart and say, yes, let's reclaim it. Let's reclaim it because it was always ours. Oftentimes, you know, our parents just want what's best for us. And to them, at times, that's just a traditional nine to five that has good benefits and a decent pay. You know, it's not showing up as a digital creator, a life coach, someone who's going to help someone else get to their get to their dreams and someone who's a social media creator. They're like, why does that matter? You know, it's really interesting that you mentioned that because uh, with my parents, so when they immigrated here to the United States, they came over as children and they came over from El Salvador. And the reason why they even came over is because in the 80s, El Salvador was going through this massive civil war. And so mm -hmm. the things that were happening were really intense. And so they needed to escape the war. Um, and so it's interesting because when I talk about like my background, I'm very proudly Latino and also first generation. My parents grew up here as children, whereas compared to like a lot of my friends, their parents came over as adults. And I share a lot of my interests with my parents, but I think when it comes to, and I think you brought up a really great point, like the job security aspect of it, what was fed to me was like, yeah, like, you know, look at something that's going to give you job security, that's going to allow you to make the most money. And, you know, we had conversations about like, of course, like traditional jobs, right? Like, you know, a doctor or a dentist or like those types of things. And my, my like background has just been full of pivots where I thought I was going to do something. I have multiple degrees. Uh, I'm not necessarily like doing everything that I got like my schooling in. I very much like value my college education. And I'm so glad that I did it, but I'm glad that you mentioned it. And funny enough, I was talking to my mom about this over the weekend because I was like, I wish more people talk to their children about their passions. Like I'm fortunate that my parents are like, if it makes you happy and it's sustaining you, then go for it. But I know for a lot of my friends, they grew up with like, you're going to have to be a doctor. You're going to have to be a lawyer. You're going to have to be a dentist. They didn't really have much of an option. When I told my mom and my dad, like, 
hey, I'm actually going to change careers completely and I'm not going to get my degree in that anymore. Um, but it's powerful because what where I'm at now in this stage of my life, and I'm in my 30s now, is in me living out my truth. And a lot of that lives in my platform and my business. It's been interesting to see and witness my parents actually start to think about their own passions. Um, mm -hmm. And so much so that my mom is thinking about like entrepreneurship as a route for herself. Um, to talk to my dad about like the need to take days off for self-care. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't grow up with those things as a child. Yeah. So it's been really cool. And in reality, like, yeah, you have full on like social media influencers, entrepreneurs that are making like hella bank, just doing what they're like, what they enjoy doing and showing up. So it, it is a viable option for people that are looking at just different things to do. Yeah. And I feel like part of it also something that you said is like now when you're following your truth, you're living it, you're reclaiming it, that your parents are also now looking at that and saying, hmm, what is he? What, what are they doing? You know, like I, I kind of like that. Like, can I do it? You know, and, and the fact that your mom is thinking of entrepreneurship and starting something for herself, like that's also a seed that through you going through your truth and your journey that you helped her see. And that is so beautiful because, you know, I always think about that quote that's like when you're healing and you're doing the work, you're healing the seven people closest to you, whether they know it or they don't. And that's because when we do the work and we go through it and we stand in our truth and reclaim what's ours, we're really motivating the people around us to be like hmm what is that person doing how can I do it you know and I think that part is so beautiful because as we are growing and stepping into our truth now our parents get a chance to also learn from us in a way right when you know usually it's the other way around for a long time right um but now they also get to experience that as well and be like hmm I wonder what Yasmin and Michael are doing <laughs> you know so I I really love that you said that because uh, we often have to remind ourselves that our parents, a lot of times they didn't get to live their childhoods either as much as we did. And they sacrificed a lot for us to have the life that we have, right? And at times we got to remember that they're also with that wounded child that we also have, you know? So it's really beautiful to hear that your mom is considering that path. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She actually like makes all these bracelets that I'm wearing. And so she's been <gasps> oh. doing that for Time. yeah mm -hmm. and it's, it's been really awesome to see that but i love what you just said and a big part of my brand is about healing and aspects of that has to do with like generational trauma generational healing mm -hmm. generational wealth um and how they all intersect and you're right for a lot of our parents like they just didn't have childhood i mean they had to grow up really quickly or they grew up in really traumatic households i mean there's a lot of stuff like in there but um, you know, they get it. They didn't get a chance to live that out, and so mm -hmm. it's really, to me, like healing could be so transformative and powerful because you can actually be healing like generations, and you can mm -hmm. inspire people younger than you, can inspire people older than you. I mean, your peers. Um, it really is, and I, I like to describe healing as uh, like this light beam. When you start to heal, you start to like exude like this this like transformative light beam and people start to pick up on that energy especially if they're spiritual and they pick up on energy they're like huh something's happening <laughs> and, yeah. and they're like what they feel it because it, it radiates yeah you glow differently yeah. because when you're in your truth no one can take that from you you know like yes. that's yours and that's only yours and you know when you said that about you know the whole generational aspect there's this quote that's also like you are your ancestors wildest dreams when you stand in your truth 
right? You are your ancestors' wildest dreams. And when you stand in that with conviction, like the power that you have is endless because think about our ancestors and what they've had to go through and what they lived like and versus how we live now, right? So it's like, what do we do with this, what we were given, right? So I I love that quote because it really makes you think about, wow, all the people that came before me and now where we're at. And if you're in a position where you can start this wild, uh, you know, creative project, creative endeavor, uh, this new business, this, I don't know, I just feel like if you're in that position and you can take it and run with it, it might be scary, but think about your ancestors are rooting for you. You know, they want you to do well. And when you open yourself up to that energy, it'll take you, it'll take you really far. (laughs) I love it. And today, this morning, I was doing a live on TikTok and I said, you know, what's on the other side of, of fear and anxiety, like excitement can exist in that space Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. The life that you want, like taking a chance and, so many of the people that I work with, like they're so close. They're like so close to taking that leap of faith. And for some mm-hmm. of them, it's literally like investing in themselves, right? And like starting the process, whatever that looks like for them. And just the ability to be able to prioritize ourselves um, and work through our things is such a powerful statement within itself because there are people, and this is no judgment towards them, but there are people that, you know, literally like, they're born and they go their entire lives and unfortunately die mm-hmm. without ever even asking themselves if they enjoy the things that they do slash did um and for me i'm like i get the honor and and privilege really right because with the resources that i have and you know the things that i've been able to do to live the life that feels emotionally fulfilling and to me i'm like i do not take that lightly i'm very very grateful for that and so for me i'm like if i can inspire even one person to go ahead and do that then hey i've done what i need to do (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And sometimes, you know, we we think these goals are like this big thing that we can't ever achieve. But at the end of the day, it starts with that one person. It starts with one step. It starts with all those little things that you do to get there. But as long as you're like slowly moving there, that's what matters. Like 100%. You just have to keep on going little by little. Maybe you can build that empire tomorrow, but you can take one brick and start, you know, (laughs) $1, 50 cents, whatever it is, uh, you know, and that starts with also your self care and how much you listen and love yourself and support yourself on this journey i've been going through the journey you know it's a tough one <laughs> yeah it's it's a hard one but it's definitely yeah. possible um i do want to talk about something that you mentioned because this yeah. is something that i even myself don't know much about and i want to hear uh, your expertise on it generational wealth what is it i Let's mean like obviously like it. i um, i kind of have an idea but generational yeah. wealth I don't, I've never talked about it. So let's do it. So I grew up low income. And so it's funny. I was like, well, funny or not funny. I was talking to my mom, uh, like two weekends ago and she was telling me, cause my parents had me really young and, um, my mom was like 16 or 17 when she got pregnant with me. But she was saying how, like in the like very beginning, like the first couple of days we were actually living in her friend's living room. Like that's how little money they had. And it's fascinating to be where I'm at now, almost 32, like, and the the ability that I have now to be able to like, not just live the life that I'm living, but talk about things like investments and savings and multiple streams of income, because that just was not a reality for our family. And so when I think about generational wealth, like there are people right in our society that have grown up with money, like generational, like generation after generation, they have had the resources, they have had the money, they have had the access. Um, and that was not the case for me. And so for me, 
while my parents did the absolute best that they could and they gave me like the best life possible, I knew that we weren't rich, right? Like, or that we were going to be able to do all these things, you know, but I now have the opportunity. And when I think about generational wealth, I'm thinking about before me and after me. Um, and I don't know if I want to have children or not, but what I will say is that I'm building a life that is sustainable, that can go ahead and support me, my partner, like that's my family unit right now. And if I were to have children, that I'm also setting up uh, an environment that would allow them to have access to that wealth. But the way that I really think about it these days is like, you know, my partner and then there's my parents, right? Like there are the folks that like gave me everything that they could. And now it's having conversations with them about like, hey, what does investing in property look like? What does mm. savings look like? I literally just told my dad about Credit Karma um, and how much it helped me. <laughs> and he just downloaded the app and I'm like, hey, like this is how you can keep track of your, your credit score and it'll give you recommendations. Um, but that's what I mean. It's like, as you heal and you work through generational trauma, which for a lot of folks, right? Like the way our society is built, um, I mean, let's talk about the reality. It's like, it, there's a lot of oppression and there's a lot of oppression against marginalized groups um, and people of color. And there are systems in play that are purposefully trying to keep people like me and you down and for yeah. us to not succeed. And so for me, it's like, hey, I'm not only gonna go against that, I'm gonna make sure that as I put myself out there that other people can see that this is a possibility, which is why I'm so transparent about like, my entrepreneurship journey because it hasn't been easy and and i definitely like undersold myself when i first started my business not realizing that there were people that were like charging like 10 times more than i was for way less and sometimes let's be honest for mediocre type material um and then i was like wait and that's what i mean i didn't have the conversations i didn't have people telling me like michael you have all this experience like you could be already charging for these things or you could already be yeah. investing in these things that's what mm -hmm. generational wealth to me and I, I think it's such a powerful concept yeah and i feel like that also brings up the conversation of just like financial literacy and knowledge around finances yes. and all of that because i don't know i'm gonna put myself on blast like i don't have much financial literacy honestly anything that i know i've had to look for myself because it's not something that i honestly grew up with it wasn't conversations that we had it wasn't you know it wasn't part of it and neither was i rich but my my parents also gave me everything i needed i had everything you know um so i know i'm also rich in that sense i was fortunate Nada yes. nunca me faltó, you know, but mm -hmm. I will also say like, I didn't know investment. I didn't know anything, you know, nothing. Um, and we're not taught these things. And I'll give you an example. And this is something where I genuinely think that the way I was raised and my family and what you see in the Latino community, I feel like this did this did affect it. And I had this conversation within my traditional job. Yes, y'all, I have a nine to five. Like I don't just do, <laughs> I don't just do podcasts. I would love to one day, but that's not the case right now. Um, but within that job, I actually, when I got hired, when I heard my salary, I was like off the moon. I was super excited. I was like, yes, I finally have a salary. Like this is the salary I had, you know, benefits and stuff like that. And I was so excited. My family was excited. And when I heard the amount, I was like, oh, this is more than I would have ever imagined before. This is the most I've ever gotten paid in my life. So I'm just going to take it. Right. But then let's fast forward to a conversation that I had with another colleague and another colleague and another colleague eventually that all of them and i'm not going i the, i don't know the correct political way to put to, to, to phrase this but 
my colleagues let me rephrase what i was gonna say fast forward to when i have a lot of conversations with other colleagues because there was this whole like internal salary thing that happened um, where everyone's salaries were revealed to everyone within the organization it was seen that me and my fellow latino counterparts were all on the lower range and um i'm not gonna put them on blast like things you know actually i'm not gonna say when this came out i had another conversation with my other colleagues that were of other descendants i don't know how do you say that correctly michael what would i say well it's interesting because what i'm hearing and then let me know if you feel like it's correct it's like (laughs) wage discrepancies based off of or potentially based off of race is what i'm hearing yes there we go that's exactly what i'm trying to say thank you michael yes because when i had this conversation with my other colleagues they had said that when they had their initial offers that they negotiated and they asked for more and then they got a sign-on bonus on top of that and i was like i didn't even know a sign-on bonus existed i didn't know that i could um ask for a higher wage honestly at the time i was just excited to finally have a great salary and finally have like a, a benefits and stuff like that and when i saw that and i had this conversation with other colleagues they all knew that you should ask for a sign-on bonus, that you should negotiate the salary. And for me and for most of my family, like we were just happy that I, I finally got that opportunity. And I don't regret it, but at the end of the day, I wish that I was equipped with the knowledge to say I can fight for what I know and what my talents are and ask for more. But for me, in my mind, and I know a lot of us struggle with this, I didn't think that I was worth fighting for more of a salary because I thought that was enough. But at the end of the day, I deserved X amount way more than that. And I and I was like, everyone got signed up bonus, bonuses except for me. Like, what the hell? And what was the difference is I didn't ask. And I didn't know that that was something I could advocate for. And, you know, I hope that there are people that resonate with this. But I, I just didn't know. I, I really didn't know. So it's just like, think about how much there is to even learn within the financial area of things. Like, Having a legacy when it comes to finances and being able to have generations that follow us have a good financial standing to be on, like, what does that even feel like? I don't know. Like, there are people who have trust funds. Like, there are people who have millions, and it's just like, whoa, I don't even know if that's, is that the goal? I don't know. That that also even goes into another conversation about how we feel about money. Hmm. Ooh, ooh. Well, yeah. first off, let me just quickly comment on what you just said, because there are many people that find themselves in that same situation. Um, and the way that our society is built, I mean, if you have people that have had generational wealth, like meaning like, yes, they have grown up with money. They know how to talk about money. They know how to ask about money. Uh, Cause you're right. When I got my first job out of grad school, like my very first full-time job, um, I remember I got my offer and I think it was like 48,000. And like my family hadn't even seen that high of an amount in a salary. And that's not considered a quote unquote high amount when it comes to like a traditional American salary, right? Like if you're thinking about like the the middle income folks or things like that. Um, but for me, it was a lot. I was like, oh my gosh, like I am making a lot. And that was the first time I had to opt in for benefits and like choose all these things. And I was like, whoa, like I'm set. Um, and that's a modest salary. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But I didn't realize that one, I could negotiate. I didn't know about negotiation of salary back then. Um, and that I could like start looking into different savings accounts and all that stuff. It just didn't make full sense to me. Um, but to go back to your question right now around like money, it took me a while to like really one, like process through the fact that I had money trauma 
because I grew up with like the 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 need like ultimately like our our role was to survive like that was it was to survive with the amount of money that we had um and it wasn't about like oh let's talk about investments and savings and multiple streams of income it was to survive and so for me when i finally like did get more education and i was able to get myself out there in terms of like looking at these opportunities like that's when i first started to think about like can i ask for more like should i be asking for more like that's when i started to ask those questions and now I view money and I think this is really important for me to note right off the bat because I have access or have had access to certain resources, right? Um, whether it's been through reading or connections that I have or networking and I've hustled, like I've gotten myself out there, but I also want to acknowledge like that for some people, they do not have access to the things that I have access to. And so um, I'm also someone that has been in previous like social justice facilitation roles. So you'll see that kind of like eke into, but um when it comes to money, I think that it's not so much sometimes that people don't think that they're worth more. I think that when your life has been survive mode, like just to survive, there mm -hmm. hasn't been much space, right? Or sometimes there's just not those conversations about what can life look like beyond that. Um, mm -hmm. So as I think about it now, where I am in this space where I have multiple streams of income and I'm able to save and invest, um, it has become more of those conversations around healing through money trauma and part of that has been addressing like the root cause. So I had to go back to when I first remember like my family having money problems. Like I remember mm -hmm. doing this in this session and going back all the way back to like childhood and realizing like, oh, there's like trauma in that space. And then mm -hmm. I've had to work to that, like heal that, that like root cause to get to the point where I'm at now where I see money as, an, uh, as a form of abundant energy. And I think abundance is actually something that everyone deserves and has access to. But the way that our systems and our society is set up, it is meant to oppress certain people. And it is meant to keep people, certain people, in boxes. And if we don't, aka me and you, creators, don't talk about these things, it's going to continue to happen, which is why I feel so passionate now, because I'm like, I love money. Like, the way that our society runs, like, you have to use it for mm -hmm. exchange. But I also see abundance as, mm -hmm. like, a magnetic force. And yeah. so now I see it as, like, hey, this will open and allow for things, but it's also like, how do we spread that abundance? Because it's, at the end of the day, money is like cash, it's paper, right? Like it's paper thing. To me, it goes beyond that and it's an energy, but I also wanna acknowledge, and just to close out this piece, like I wanna acknowledge that when someone hears that and they've been in survival mode for a while, it could be really hard to receive, um, to just yeah. receive that that could be a, a, a frame of thought. And I want to name that because it's due to oppression. So <laughs> anyways, I feel very yeah, passionate it's, about it. It's there for a reason. No, and and right, rightfully so. Money is an energetic exchange. And that's something that we're just, like you said, we're not exposed to it. And I'm sure, yeah, when you first hear it, you might just be like, wait, what? Like, what, what, do you, what do you mean? But at the end of the day, that's what it is. And when we can embrace that and know that that is part of it, what you put out is also what you can get back. You know, I feel like that can open up a whole new door. And I myself am in the process of learning how to embrace that, that it doesn't have to be a survival mode kind of thing that you don't have to resent money as this thing that's like, oh, such a chore, like I need it. Like, no, like I'm going to do the work and energy will reciprocate back. So I'm also in the process of like, let's change the story around it because it's not something that you have to like cling on to for dear life anymore. Yes. I know, I know yes. some of us might still be there, but anymore. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I am a big believer. I say this all the time on my lives, especially like you have power over your narrative 
and literally today I was saying like you still have the pen and paper in your hand it is time for you to write your next chapter and two things can exist at the same time right like one is that we get to look at at money now these days and and I acknowledge like for me I'm like that comes with a certain level of privilege because I have access to certain resources um, where I get to see money as an energetic exchange and not just a piece of survival but the other piece to it is I think that when you start to think about money as like an energetic vibration one of the things that I do every so often is I'll take myself out on money dates and it could be like mm -hmm. I literally just buy myself my my little latte maybe a little croissant it doesn't have to be super expensive but I'm very intentional when I like do those like money dates because that's my mm. time. Mm -hmm. To me, those are moments where I'm telling the universe that I am deserving of gifts and that I'm deserving of blessings and that mm -hmm. in my like cultivation of this energy, it can multiply. And the other thing that I'm fortunate to be able to do is like when I do have the ability to give to whether that's donations mm -hmm. or in my time or in volunteer work, yeah. to me, all of that is, is abundant energy. And so it's like, how do you spread that? How do you like claim that and then open up the conversations? Cause you're right. Like, I mean, I, there's been so many moments where I'm like, you could do that. And, and then there's people like, yeah, of course. And it's like, um, well, it's not, it's not just an, of course for me, like I didn't have those conversations. Um, and funny enough, just how the universe works. I was literally talking to my barber about financial literacy, like for a good solid 15 minutes today. And how oh really like, yeah like literally today and we were we were spending like a good solid 10 to 15 minutes talking about it because we don't grow up with those conversations like our background like we just didn't grow up with those types of conversations and i think we get to change that which to me is just really exciting um and especially with the digital era and like content creation we reach so many people now and it's like let's talk about some important things like and name yeah. these things that go on behind the scenes that people sometimes just don't know about. Yeah, and I think that that's the key there is that if we have the platform, we have to use it to also say stuff that people aren't willing to say and that's okay. And you know, it's just it's time. It's time to pick up the rug and start getting all the stuff under it that everyone likes to put under there, you know. And that brings me to the next point that I wanted to talk about with you. You know, you also are you're an online creator. You're someone that's in the digital space a lot of the time and there's a lot of uh like amazing things there and there's also like difficult things there right um but i do want to bring that onto the table and kind of see what has your experience been like ever since you've really dedicated into showing up on the i mean <laughs> i was about to say something so <laughs> so cringy i was like how has your life been since you've been on the interweb <laughs> You know what? That's me. I'm a quirky person. Anyone who knows me knows it. I'm quirky. It's fine. Uh, it. <laughs> I'm not going to take that from me. <laughs> well, I love On it the Tiki Talk. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. The Tiki Talk. Yeah. And, and it's funny because um, I talk to people about being on the digital streets. And that's what I'm talking about. It's like being on, yeah, on the digital streets. The digital yeah. streets. Um, and you know, I like that one better though. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a little bit more fly than, you say, than me saying on the interwebs. <laughs> hey, I, I like it. We have we have we have style, right? It's not just yeah. it's not just saying it in we're, a basic. We want to be we're 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 different. We're unique, yes. and that's the yes. that's the whole point. We gotta yes. embrace it. <laughs> I agree. And honestly, okay, so the the journey has been <laughs> um, overall positive it's been fascinating and it also has had its moments where it's very frustrating um and i'll start off with the positive and i think um for one i i didn't recognize that i've been doing content creation for many years now 
up until like this kind of like creator economy, content creator, like title type of stuff started popping up more. Like I realized I'm like, I've kind of been doing that on like Instagram for a long time. Um, and TikTok is something that I just started using like actively last summer. Um, I told myself last summer, I was like, I'm going to start like really branding myself and calling myself this because I was like, I realized that that's already what I was doing. I just wasn't naming that. And there was fear behind that because I was like, if mm -hmm. I start naming myself this or saying that I'm a content creator, what is that really going to mean? And I was like, you know what, Michael, like just get the hell over it and like, try it, try it. And I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to start producing content and just really let like authentic energy out because I have a lot to say. Like I have, I have a lot of things that I want to say and get out there. And I was like, at the end of the day, if it aligns, it will align with the right people. And my energy, I know this for a fact, my energy is not going to be for everyone. I get hateful comments, especially when it comes to like content that has to do with my queerness or bisexuality, like mm -hmm. the haters come, but I will say that overall, it's been a really positive experience. And on TikTok in particular, like the vibes have been really good for the most part. And, um, last summer when I finally was just like, let's do this content creation journey. Um, I started off with a couple hundred followers and I was already like, cool. Like, I'm really happy about this. Like I'm, I'm already growing my community. And then I think today, like it may hit like 22,000 out, out of like this time. And mm -hmm. to me, yeah. and I, I, I say this with in, like such intentionality because I'm like, it's not about the follower count. Like people mm -hmm. are like, oh, if I'm going to start a business or a course or release something. I have to have tens of thousands of followers. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. it's actually not about that. It's about cultivating a community and consistency. Because for me, I haven't had a lot of viral hits or quote unquote viral hits. It's been just mm -hmm. consistently posting and branding myself through the lens of like healing and self-love and spirituality and like this reclaiming of our power of our truth. And it's constantly doing that, whether I'm dancing or I'm doing a skit or I'm talking to someone or just talking like this, it's all within those buckets of the things that I just talked about. And I realize now I'm like, that's my gift. My gift is in sharing my story and it connects with people on a deeply profound spiritual level. And I rather put out my authentic energy and align with the right people, whether that's tens of people, hundreds of people, thousands of people, then put on a persona and then have people like, like the persona. Cause then I'm like, then they wouldn't really be even really getting to know me. I'm just been blessed that in me showing up authentically, people are resonating with it. So overall, I would say it's been a really positive experience, but it does come with its challenges. And I have to remind myself sometimes self-care, um, to sometimes like remove myself and not like remove myself from the platform, but just be like, Hey, like don't get on today. Or when I start to get those hateful comments, be like, you can delete them. You can block those people. Yeah. Cause I've gotten some really nasty comments sometimes and mm -hmm. it's unfortunate, but at the same time, I'm like, look, I'm not going to allow them to ruin my time here and I'm going to reclaim my happiness. So, <laughs> so yeah. And that's the thing. Like a lot of people that comment hateful things, like there are people who would never even say that in person because they just wouldn't. Yes. And, and that's yeah. something that we have to keep in mind sometimes because you'd be surprised. I mean, people can say a lot when they're under the cover of like a, a spam account or something like that, yes. you know, yes. and what those people have to say about us. Like, mm, I mean, it has no weight and has no relevancy and, and it's hard. It's hard though, because there are times where I have let them get to me sometimes, you know, yeah, same, and, same. and it, it, it's not always easy to remove yourself completely from it, you know, yeah. but I feel like, you know, when you show up in the digital space, you do 
expose yourself to the possibility of people saying yep. things and yep. not agreeing with you and not being with that energy and you have to be okay with that because like you said like michael yep. you're showing up as your true self just like i am like what you see here is yep. what you get and what when you speak to me you're speaking to me yes. like trust me like this is how i am in person too and that's what i think is most important when you're being also like a conscious creator like i'd say you're a conscious creator you're a content creator right but you're also a conscious creator just like you know i feel like that's also the way to go because when i create my content i also want to always do it even for that one person too and that's yes. what i've always done right from the beginning is this message is for you know blank person and it's for the person that's going to resonate with it and my tribe will find me you know the right energy will come to me and you know i love what you said about you know one of my gifts is sharing my story because all of us have that ability and those that are willing to do it and willing to put themselves out there and be creators and be conscious creators at that are really making a big profound impact in the world like you might think that you're not but you really are and i'm saying this like to anyone listening like with the content that you can make, you never know if that one thing you needed to say or your experience or your perspective on something is what someone needed to hear to change their life, save their life, or completely needed that, or they just needed to hear it. And that is something that I use as my fuel throughout all of this journey is that you just, you never know. And something else too is when we're in this space, you know, I feel like a lot of times when you talk about like, oh, being an influencer, being a creator, you know, obviously the numbers are there. They're part of it. Right. But at the end of the day, it's about also and I'll use your word of reclaiming, <laughs> um, but it's about reclaiming the space. So like taking up space, something that I dealt with a lot growing up was the fear of taking up space the fear of showing my true self. And I always felt so small. You know, I always felt like I was in a little box, you know, and part of being a creator has really shown me like, no, I'm allowed to take up space. I'm allowed to reclaim the space as mine. And my little your soul page is my page. You know, that's me. That's my own little community and my own little space that I've created. And I want people to see and know that authenticity lives there, you know, and um, I feel like that's that's just a part of yeah being a conscious creator. And there's a lot of beauty. Right. So, yeah, we got to also focus on the beauty of it. But, yeah, oh, there's times where I've had to be like, OK, I'm not even going to open. I'm not going to I'm not going to reply to comments sometimes because also sometimes my eyes go cross-eyed like trying to, to reply to stuff sometimes and I'm so grateful for anyone that interacts with my stuff that's not what it is but I just feel like in general when you're a content creator you also consume a lot of content yeah, you yes. know and and like self-care when it comes to that like it, it's been tough I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie <laughs> you know because sometimes we expose ourselves to the content too much you know I absolutely agree I absolutely agree because I mean, here's some behind the scenes tea for the people that are listening, but like, of course, as content creators, especially if you're trying to grow your platforms, like I try to tell people, I'm like, look, the reality is that we're all watching each other as well, right? Like we're also trying yeah. to keep up with trends. We're also trying to like know the data. We're trying to figure out these things as things move around, the algorithms change, all these things happen. Um, but I love what you just said. And that's something that I, I really want to talk about. It's like conscious creator. Like that's, I love that. Um, and I think that there is a difference between just someone that says they're a content creator versus consciously approach, approaching content creation. 
because for me, like similar to you, I think of my followers as a community. And funny enough, like mm -hmm. I call my followers, if you've been on my lives before, I'm like, I call them the spiritual baddies because like to me, the people that end up following me more often than not are people that are like trying to heal or are working through their own inner issues or they're just trying to like live out their best lives. And to me, I'm like, that's a baddie to me. Like you're, you're, you're yeah. making a <laughs> decision to do the work, which sometimes is very difficult. Um, but that's so important to me because you're right. Like you never know who is watching. Um, and legitimately, like there may be someone like in a, in a deep, you know, form of maybe depression or anxiety and they come across one of our videos and they're like, oh my gosh, like, I feel seen or I have hope. And like, to me, that's magical. Like you can't just get that just anywhere. And the fact that we have access to these platforms and like all these people that are looking at our content, like sometimes, yeah, like there's some crappy, crappy people out there that their job is to, I guess, just spew out hate. But for me, I'm like, you know what? Like there's few and far of those like in between and there's so many more people. And the fact that yeah. we are even getting a chance to meet and to do these things, mm -hmm. To me, like, it's all worth it because I get to meet all these incredible people. And, like, at the end of the day, like, sometimes my TikTok feels, I don't know if it feels like this, like, to you, but, like, a video diary where, like, as I create content. It does. Like, yeah. So. It is, though. And it's so funny that you say that because sometimes I do also, like, want to specify some content that's there. Like, I've made also from, for myself. Like, for myself to know like my progress for me to see how far I've come for me to remind myself of something that I needed to hear, you know, and sometimes that is where content comes from, because it's something that we really resonate with. And if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of my feed, like you'll see like, how much I was struggling at one point, yeah. you know, and to scroll all the way up now and see what I'm doing now. It's just like, wow, like, it's so cool. Cause it is like a video diary. It's like a time capsule of yourself. Right. Yeah. I know it's, it's kind of fun. Like, I don't know. I, I love TikTok. I'm not even going to hide it. Well, I, I do. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to hide it. I'm not even going to hide it, but Man, I love fan. it. You know, <laughs> what, what did you say? No, same. I'm like, I'm totally a fan. Like TikTok has really been um, really instrumental for me and like a game changer status um, in terms of what's opened yeah. up as opportunities. And so I'm grateful and hope it doesn't get banned. <laughs> so. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Every time that conversation comes back up, I'm just like, really, like, really, no. I don't know. Yeah, please. No, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're just saying the truth that a lot of people don't want to say, like, yeah, we love TikTok. We do. I mean, it, we can love it. We can hate it. But like it. you said, yeah, we'll own it. And it's opened a lot of doors. This is why I've been able to meet you, to meet all these amazing yeah. people, to have this platform. Like, it allows me to get it to more people. And that's mm -hmm. what they are. They're amplifiers and there are tools, right? And we can use them and have fun with them and, and love mm -hmm. them, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. And also, I love that you said that, um, you know, your community, that they're spiritual baddies because I call them soul fam. So our spiritual yeah. baddies and our soul fam is listening to this right now. <laughs> and yeah, just a little message to all y'all listening. Like, I hope the one of the messages you get from Michael is just like reclaim your truth, reclaim your happiness, reclaim your authenticity. And if you have a path or an idea or a business or something you want to do, like go for it. And maybe Michael can help you. So Michael, where can people find you if they want to like meet you, follow you as well, but also maybe also 
let me say that again where can people find you if they want to possibly you know have you as a coach or use your services as well and follow you where can they go support you absolutely well i would say social media is like the easiest way to find me i am easily found um, but i am at arise with lemus on most platforms um, I would say I use Instagram and TikTok most often, so that's the most active. But I have a website. If you go onto any of my social platforms, you'll find my link tree. Um, you can get in contact with me. But yeah, you know, honestly, I'm I'm very grateful because we've talked about social media quite a bit today, and over 90% of my client base has come from social media. And oftentimes, I'll ask people like, "Why did you decide to work with me?" Like, there's so many life coaches, so many consultants out there doing all these things, right? And what I love, which I just love this answer, is that ultimately it comes down to my energy. And they're like, I've been following you for a while. Like, I've been seeing your journey. And, like, I resonate with it. I resonate with your energy. Um, and it's, it's interesting, right? Because in our world, like, I think there's so much focus on, like, certifications and, like, checking off all these boxes. And I have these certifications and degree, degrees and all this stuff. And it, and it matters. But it's funny. When it comes to this space, I hardly, maybe once, out of all the clients that I've worked with, maybe once has someone asked me, like, what are your certifications in? Everything else has been like, I just decided to work with you because I like your energy. And to me, that's fascinating because it just goes to show that what we're putting out there can really resonate with people so much so that people are willing to actually make an investment in themselves financially, which is a big deal to work with folks like us or to hire us to do speaking engagements or to just like literally be ourselves but for a paid opportunity. And I think yeah. that's pretty kick-ass, so. Hell yeah, no, because energy speaks. That, that's just the truth. Energy speaks, and as much as we might think that through social media it doesn't, it really does. When you're being authentic and real, like people see that and people know that, and that's why people are gravitated towards you as well because you do vibrate that amazing, like open energy. You're that spiritual baddie, and people know it. So, you know, I freaking love that. But thank you so much for being on the podcast today, and hopefully, we'll see you back here soon.